for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the July 29th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based message force multiplier of current events compiled from the world's elite newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm a Caspar. And now, the news. We got your bombs, Mike. We got your bombs. We got bombs everywhere. We have bombs everywhere. Two bombs oh, yeah. placed in trash cans exploded in Istanbul, killing 13 people. A bombing in Gaza killed five Hamas militants and an eight-year-old girl in Amalabad, Malabad, mm-hmm. India. 16 bombs. 16 bombs exclo- exploded across the city, killing 45 people. Four female suicide bombers killed 57 people in Baghdad and Kirk. Kirk. Uh. Well, the uh, the one in Istanbul is, uh, is um, being blamed on the PKK, which is the Kurdish independent movement within Turkey, and could be a pretext for the Turks to begin more military operations in the northern part of Iraq. It was ruled that the name of the Central Intelligence Agency, you know, yeah. the CIA, mm-hmm. you've heard about them, I have. cannot be spoken in the war crime trials at Guantanamo. Can't say that word. You can't say a word. You can't say CIA. You can't say Central Intelligence Agency. No records of the agency's interrogations of Salim Ahmad Hamdan can be subpoenaed, and no agent can be called to testify about what he or she learned from Osama, Osama bin Laden's former driver. So, CIA, you can't, can't talk about them. It's just a ruling, you know, nothing important. Yeah, nothing important. What, what, at what point is the, uh, the proceedings in Guantanamo and the, the related trials... Mm-hmm. Have become a Stalin-like show trial. At what point do we say we've About crossed? About a month ago. Yeah, we've crossed that line. Soon after Osama bin Laden's driver arrived at Guantanamo, that would be in 2002, he told interrogators the identity of Al Qaeda's chief, most senior bodyguard. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That oh, uh, okay. was then a fellow prison camp detainee at that time. Mm-hmm. The senior bodyguard mm-hmm. of the most highest ever al-Qaeda guy, mm-hmm. which I assume is Osama. But inexplicably, the U.S. let the bodyguard go. No oh. one knows why. They just let him go. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. makes you well, wonder. I don't know. It does make you wonder. There are all kinds, you know, the conspiracy theories abound here. But I just the, want to know why. Well, I don't why, care about I, conspiracies. You don't, you don't care about it. I understand. And I, I mean, but I'm just saying, we are, what, six years into this, six and a half years into this, and we still have not been able to find the most wanted man in the world uh-huh. surrounded by some of the biggest military operations in the history of mankind. Brad Pitt? <laughs> huh. On August 1st, 2002, that would be in the same year, yeah. memorandum from the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel to the CIA instructed the agency's interrogators on specific interrogation techniques for use on al-Qaeda detainees in its custody. Most of the memo is blacked out and unreadable. Right. This was this we've just been uh, uh, given this memo. Mm-hmm. But at least one of those techniques is waterboarding. This this one memo just came into the public domain. This is they the found mem- this the 2002 torture memo, as I like to call yeah. it. Yeah. Bush administration lawyers told CIA interrogators they could use a series of harsh measures, including waterboarding, so long as they believed they were acting in good faith. Right. 
We like to call it the good faith memo. Good faith, Mm -hmm. honest belief. The memo was apparently written to address CIA concerns its officers could once face torture charges for carrying out White House-approved techniques. We're going to be speaking with Jane Mayer in just a few minutes, and this will be uh, part of our discussion on... But there has been this memo that's been known about but not revealed, and I'm, uh-huh. I'm wondering if this is specific. It was, it was revealed last week. Last week. Because but, but most of it was blacked out. Right. They didn't. They crossed out most of the names of, <laughs> of the interrogation techniques that were okay. They left waterboarding in, which makes you wonder. wonder. Yeah, I yeah. wonder why they've been defending waterboarding. Yeah. Hot coals in the eyes. Oh, you better cross that, <laughs> that one, one out. Cross. Yeah. Waterboarding, it sounds like fun. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a Six Flag waterboarding park. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's head on down. Six Flags. <laughs> Six Flags waterboarding. Uh, so we'll be speaking with Jane Mayer in greater detail about this because uh, this has been uh, been the memo, the smoking gun memo, I think. that Electrodes to the testicles. One flag. <laughs> waterboarding. Six Flags. <laughs> Uh, the U.S. military admitted to killing three innocent civilians and then issuing a false statement covering up the attack. On June 25th, two women and one man were killed when soldiers fired hundreds of rounds at the car, as at their car as they drove to work at a Baghdad airport. The U.S. military later released a statement saying the victims had fired on U.S. troops. The military now admits the claim was false but insists there was no crime because the soldiers fired warning shots. This is just one of yeah. hundreds and hundreds of examples of uh, the U.S. military killing innocent civilians in Iraq. Unfortunately. The, Iraq, Unfortunately. the Iraqi parliament approved a bill that calls for crucial provincial elections on October 1st, but the secret ballot alienated Iraqi Kurds and very likely will lead to a postponement until next year. So that election will not take place mm-hmm. more than likely on October 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're bringing democracy to that country, Mike. Apparently. Aside from random Our killings. Of, yeah, yeah, random killings and uh, rigged elections. I guess that's I think what democracy is all about when you come to think of I, it. You know, I mean, we've talked about this before, but, and unfortunately, uh, to the uninitiated, to the people of the Middle East, this is what we're telling them democracy. This is what we're showing them as an example of how democracy works. Check it out. Check it out. So why would you want one of those? Bush's Iraq War troop surge, which is now ending, got a mixed report card from congressional investigators who found that many of Bush's stated goals remain unmet. The Government Accountability Office reported that violence in Iraq has dropped over the past year, but that the training of Iraqi security forces still lags. Sunni insurgents have not been defeated. Ceasefires with Shiite militias are fragile, and political uh, reconciliation has not been achieved. And the fracturing of the city into these very uh, uh-huh. distinct segments in which if you're caught in the wrong part of the city at the yeah. wrong time, you're more likely to be killed than anything else. Uh, yeah, we, we, the drop in violence has been uh, – has has come at the expense of any sort of unified city of Baghdad and the surrounding area. At the expense of mobility for the citizens of the country. They're essentially becoming more and more uh, likely to have – to live in these uh, – City, uh, these yeah. prisons, these uh, unfenced prisons, um, uh, a network of, you know, well, well you know what I'm trying Yes, I know. Well put. I, know. I, I would say, say that yeah. if, if your friends had just been shot going to work, you're yeah. less likely to yeah. 
to go for a little joyride yeah, in you the might car. Not, you might, that yeah. might take down violence if you, you not just... You might not want to drive through Fountain Valley if your friends had just been shot because they they had, you know... Because of nothing. Because, because they had the they wrong kind of... Because they stop when they heard a firing... Well, because, no, because they had the wrong kind of clothing on. Huh? What? Off? Never mind. All right. I butchered that badly enough. We can move on. A new Justice Department report concluded that politics illegally influenced the hiring of career prosecutors and immigration judges and largely laid the blame on top aides to former Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds like something we might have said a year or two ago, but... Yeah, we're we're better than that now. Yeah. Political appointees at the Department of Labor were moving with unusual speed to push through in the final months of the Bush administration a rule making it tougher to regulate workers on the job exposure to chemicals and toxins. So it's more likely you're going to be exposed to that stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, they have a few months now to essentially just clean up, the to finish off, to put the icing on their agenda, which will be – Workers will be paid less, will be less safe. The environment will be damaged more dramatically. Our 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 our, our revenue, our, uh, our resources, our assets in terms of our environmental. Uh, uh, the House approved uh, a sweeping measure. I don't know what measure. I'm trying to say anymore. Go ahead. The House approved a sweeping measure to intervene in the nation's housing market. The bill would help around 400,000 borrowers refinance their mortgages through government-insured loans. President Bush dropped his opposition to the bill after Democrats agreed to a $300 billion bailout of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Yeah. Who are they anyway? I hear a lot about them these days. You know, honestly— They they used to have a country show? You know, I heard this years ago, and I agree with it. And that is, uh, if you're small, the the government's not going to help you out. If if your business is failing, that's tough. But if you're big enough, like Chrysler, going back to the Chrysler bailout in the the 80s— the government will ensure that you will be economically viable no matter what. And this is an example of that. Uh-huh. These people bundled loans. Essentially, uh, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae are in the business of working with lending institutions to bundle up loans uh-huh. to ensure that they will. And then they turn them into bond and security uh, instruments and they sell them to bigger ins- bigger financial institutions. They spread the wealth around. Or it's OK if, and, if big organizations get drunk. Yeah. like If they get they, drunk. There you go. They get drunk. But, like, but we can't get drunk. No. If we get drunk. Because well, Bush said Wall Street got drunk. Yeah. Well, and now just, they've got a hangover. That is the most that's simple. That's okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll bail them out. What is simplicity? What an idiotic response to, uh, to a- Well, it's something uh, he can relate to. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so so now there there there's a good chance that they're going to need somewhere around $25 billion more in order to be bailed out. And the government's guaranteed that will happen. A former CIA-backed Haitian death squad leader was found guilty on all counts in a mortgage fraud case. Emmanuel Toto Constant was found to have- orchestrated a scheme to flip properties at inflated prices by selling them to so-called straw buyers. Human rights groups say constant ordered killings and torture in the Caribbean nation in the 1990s before fleeing to the U.S. He has evaded deportation after threatening to go public with the extent of his ties to the CIA. Yes. We can't say that, though. (laughs) Carl Rove, who refused to appear before the House Judiciary Committee, ran an end around against Democrat leaders by having his denial of sponsoring a political prosecution inserted into the congressional record by a senior Republican. So he, instead of testifying, he had his, his uh, testimony what? inserted. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that w- went on. But now, you know, Conyers is getting a li- little bit miffed, and it's, it's oh. going it's going to continue. Nevertheless, 
he had a senior Republican insert his testimony into the congressional record. Therefore, he's saying, that's, that's my testimony. What are you guys looking for? Now what are you looking for? Yeah. So it's, now it's a political witch hunt. Yep. Well, do you have any more Karl Rove news? No. Because I got one. Okay. In other news, Iowa, uh, four people were arrest, have been arrested for trying to make a citizen's arrest of former White House Deputy Karl Rove. The four were stopped outside a Des Moines country club where Rove was speaking uh, at a Republican fundraiser. The four were retired Methodist minister and peace activists, uh, as well as three members of the Des Moines Catholic Worker. And they probably announced that they were going to do it, too, like a bunch of idiots. So. Yeah, just so they can get the press. I hate that kind of stuff. Well, I truly hate that kind of Do, do you uh, know that they announced that they were going to do I assume they did. Why do you say that? I, well, they were find arrested. Find out about it and tell me next week. They were arrested. I'll yeah. find out about it. Yeah, no, my guess is, well, there seems to be enough information. I don't know what they think. were going to do with him. I think they yeah. were going to arrest him for charges of- We're doing this know. because it's right. Yeah, well, because yeah, responsible. Why don't you do something that works? Uh, I guess what I'm saying well, reason, reason I injected is because I think they're going to, you're going to see more and more people, maybe in the United States, but certainly around the world, that will be trying to arrest uh-huh. former members and current members of the Bush administration. Especially Unitarian and Methodist well, ministers. And Catholic workers. Yeah. No, yeah. U.S. senators floated a bill boosting copyright and trademark protection legislation that would allow the attorney general to prosecute civil cases of infringement and one that allows for the forfeiture of hardware used to infringe. In other words, we're talking about protecting uh, the rights of corporations on the on the intranet, mm. on, you know, the intranet, the intranet. type of stuff. Yeah. The-, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission accused Optiver Holding, two of its subsidiaries and three employees with manipulation and attempted manipulation of crude oil, heating oil, and gasoline futures on the New York Mercantile Exchange. So this is this the first, yeah, uh, this is it, the first. first case after the... Uh, Congress passed that law. Oil prices, oil was dropping. Oil prices are dropping, and the U.S. Geological Survey announced that there are 90 billion barrels of oil in the Arctic. Not in Anlar, but in the Arctic up there. So I I thought to myself, because that's all the story said, 90 billion. And I'm thinking, well, that's a lot of oil. Well, it turns out that that's three years of U.S. consumption. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. Three years of U.S. consumption. 90 billion. California Governor Arnold, what's his name? Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger vetoed a bill requiring that students in states' public schools be taught about global warming. In other words, he doesn't want them to be taught about global warming. And why not? I have no idea. That would seem like something right up his alley. Maybe he's got a deal brewing with uh, McCain. Maybe he's, maybe, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he does. I don't know. Consumers from California to New York were facing electric utility rate increases by as much as 30%. Average homeowners' electric bills are now headed toward about 80 bucks a month, and low and income residents are having trouble paying their bills because uh, there's evidence of large increase in disconnect notices. So utility bills are skyrocketing. Yeah. People can't afford it. Barack Obama spoke before an estimated 200,000 people in Berlin. He called for increased international cooperation and defended his call for escalating the U.S. led occupation of Afghanistan. And while he was on his his whirlwind trip around the world, uh-huh. Barack avoided a trip to the Gaza Strip, which uh, distresses me to some extent. Says that uh, uh, basically he visited Ramallah. It was a low key visit with Palestinian officials, mm-hmm. but he did not visit the Gaza Strip, where the is- Israel has recently intest- intensified its blockade, causing untold hardship. Well, there's a number of reasons that could happen. And he described the U.S. Uh, uh, the U.S. position 
uh, his position on, on the Palestinians is the U.S. should recognize Palestinian legitimate difficulties. So oh. that's a good thing, at least. That's a good thing, and maybe there wasn't enough security there, too. I, I mean, that's a real good possibility. Just because he doesn't show up somewhere doesn't mean he's doing it because he's snubbing them. Somebody might have said, I wouldn't go there. Could okay. be. Okay. You know, isn't that I'm a possibility? Just, I, yeah, I just... You would it, go there if, if if one of your advisors said... Uh, well, I'm sure one Mike, of my advisors, if I was running for president, I'm sure somebody would say, gosh, I don't think the Gaza Strip's a good no, place for you to go. No, but they just got... I have intelligence here that says, don't go to the Gaza Strip, yeah, you're being no, targeted. I, I think given... The uh, the run to uh, to APAC that uh, that all these presidential candidates have been doing and kneeling at the uh, in front of them and telling them that they'll do whatever they want. We need some balance in in our policy uh, towards uh, the Palestinians, and we don't have it. Yeah. And when you see somebody, and maybe you're right, well, maybe but he he's isn't doing himself to get a like, lot of votes over here. I understand too. that, yeah. but I mean, every time you talk about any kind of a settlement in the Middle East, any kind of broad based settlement, some kind of a, a uh, hope for peace. The core issue for these people is some reconciliation, some accountability for the Palestinians, and a some kind of a, an arrangement that allows them to live in peace with the with the, the with Israel and the rest of the Middle East. Right, you are. All right. Hundreds of thousands of gallons of fuel oil spilled into the Mississippi River near New Orleans after a tugboat collided with an oil tanker. The accident came on the same day Senator John McCain was scheduled to visit New Orleans to promote offshore oil drilling. I love that story. McCain was planning to fly aboard a helicopter and land on the oil rig. He canceled the visit. (laughs) You think? Yeah. I think that is just poetic justice in uh, in spades there. That is fantastic. So he's getting he's going there. Fantastic. Oh, it's great. No, There's I don't a lot mean of that, oil you know, I don't in mean the Mississippi that, no, River. I don't mean that. But we got him. I I don't mean that. We you got him I mean. now. Well, I yes, just, you do. You did. Mean no, that. no. That's I what just, you said. You were blinded by your your hatred for a for the what, Republican what, Party. Why? Why are why are my disagreements and why are my my why are my disagreements with people on policy? Blind hatred. I don't understand well, it. If you would have said, "Great," because I oil think it's was a great story. I think it, it it's illustrative. It's illustrative of exactly the kind of. Oh, it's a great story. Uh, yeah, it's a great there story. is a, there is there is a great literary uh, yeah, feel that, that's to this story. Im- that's important when the dead but birds I, are washing no, ashore. No, I'm not. Do you honestly think that I think it's good that the, that the no, oil I don't, spilled in the Mississippi? That. You said I think that. it's that's a great all, story. I, I have no other way to judge. I don't think the judge. consequences of what happened are great. That's, I'm glad you clarified right, that. I am. I'm good. McCain also right. endorsed a ban on affirmative action in his home state of Arizona. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was reported that McCain and yes. Barack Obama's tax proposals would add trillions of dollars to the national debt. McCain's plans would add $5 trillion in 10 years. Obama's plan would... Add three point four trillion. Well, then let's go with. <laughs> it's obvious you go with let's Obama. Let's go with Plan B. Yeah, yeah. only three point four trillion. Yeah, that's great. I can handle that. Yeah. Felons were asking George Bush for pardons and commutations at historic levels as he nears his final months in office. Mm-hmm. Among the petitioners is Michael Milken, the billionaire former junk bond king turned philanthropist. He's out of jail. He just wants his yeah. his his record expunged, yeah. right? He is seeking a pardon for his 1990 conviction yeah. for securities fraud. Also, Randy Cunningham, Randall Duke Cunningham, the former Republican congressman from down south of us, San Diego. Yeah, Edwards W. Edwards, Edwin W. Edwards. Sorry, a former Democratic governor of Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, John Walker Lind, the so-called American Taliban. Yeah, and Marion Jones, the former Olympic sprinter. Convicted uh, of steroid. Yep. 
Steroid, steroid abuse so much as uh, steroid uh, distribution and all that. Um, I, what do you think the chances of uh, Johnny Lynn are that he'll be a pardon? The, the American Taliban. Talk about a I mean, you know, I'm not going to try to say what he was doing was right in any way, but uh, yeah, whatever. Well, that's good. I don't know. An unemployed man yeah, accused of opening fire with a shotgun and killing two people at a Knoxville Univer- Unitarian church targeted the congregation out of hatred for its liberal social policies. The church worked included advocacy for women and gay rights. Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be us. That's reason to open fire yeah. right there. Uh, yeah. Providing sanctuary for political refugees. Hmm. Check. Check. Feeding the homeless and founding a chapter of the American Civil Civil Liberties Union. Check, check. Check, check. <laughs> well, obviously, these are things that Jesus would have probably been a part of, so you really need to put an end to, to that kind of activity. Uh-huh. Especially at a church. At a church. Especially at a church. Tibetan flags uh, will be banned from all Olympic uh, equestrian events in Hong Kong. No more no Tibetan flags there. That's kind of cool, don't you think? Is there anything else? Oh, there's a lot of smog there at the Olympics. Yeah, we just yeah. There's an, uh, a picture on the front page of the Wall Street Journal today, and they talked about how they have been it, frantically cutting back on activity within the city of Beijing, including uh, banning a million more or more cars, uh, stopping construction projects, and shutting down factories in, in the surrounding provinces. Uh-huh. And yet, you can't see your hand in front of your face in uh-huh. in downtown Beijing with because of the pollution. So it's. Uh, I'm going to go and uh, take in the breathing competition. The breathing. <laughs> that's a yeah. new Olympic, just added to the Olympic uh, uh, list. Because there's more toxins <laughs> in my lungs than just about any person on the planet. <laughs> you can deal with it. Uh-huh. You've been in training for many, many years. Many years. Yes, yeah. so you're ready. You're ready. <laughs> I, I ate the green smog. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen your training regimen, and it is imp- <laughs> it's impressive. It's impressive. I, I, I will say that, and I, I would challenge anyone. So, uh to beat that. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> and finally. Yeah. Yeah. Flint, Michigan wants to cover the $420,000 cost of adding 14 surveillance cameras by attracting businesses willing to pay $30,000 to have their names or corporate logos placed on one of the pole-mounted camera boxes. So far, the Adopt a Surveillance Camera program has no takers. <sighs> Good. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.